0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. com slash style.
2: Hello.
3: Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
2: Oh, so great. Are you so ready great. to speak? So happy to be alive.
3: <laughs> speak, <laughs> breathe live live it's the last moon rising (laughs) (laughs) live like coronavirus
2: god too soon
3: (laughs) scream like they're not wearing a mask (laughs) (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) sorry too Uh, early too soon too soon but it is a good tease for what we're about to get into. It
3: sure is. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of...
2: Legends Only.
3: Your weekly pop culture podcast, except for last week, because where <laughs> we talk about...
2: <laughs> Legends Only.
3: Yep. Um. You know, July 4th, and just said, we're going to send fireworks all night, so...
2: Yeah, we we were, we're going to put a, a pin in that and... Yeah. uh Hope, hope you had a happy fourth
3: Yes, hello everyone And As always, we want to give a huge thank you To all of our supporters on Patreon, our Patreon Legends only fans You know, we kind of fed the girls this past week I will say
2: Honestly, we did, I have to say Yes, we've provided one of Three parts of a Q&A
3: Yep We said, uh, what are your questions? Personal. And uh, over a hundred <laughs> questions were asked so yes that's one of three parts that is on our patreon and And then you did
2: some digging into your archives
3: i know i was feeling like i needed to get inspired and so (laughs) for everyone in the legend tier because there's different tiers everyone in the legend tier you now have a britney only t kyle free fan demanded joy of pepsi included britney power hour that you can download and you can play it forever. It is there on our Patreon, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Just
2: updated, one yeah, hundred percent. T Kyle free, yeah,
3: literally. <laughs> T Kyle free, fan <laughs> demanded. Um, you know it's important, but then the one with me in it is still up there too. So there's two power hours. You've got so, options. Yeah, you do. <sighs>
2: well, I'm sure they appreciate that. I've seen a lot of love on social already. So
3: drink responsibly.
2: <laughs> the joy of Pepsi, you mean?
3: oh that's in there yeah
2: (laughs) for those who think young well speaking of young we were young once and we (laughs) what do you mean are you
3: kidding i'm still young
2: Uh uh-huh i've still got hair Um, so right well mine mine's sort of just coming throughout my body instead of the top of my head but that's fine anyway right?
3: that's for your um, only fans all right
2: yeah (laughs) Uh, so speaking of being young, there is a certain album that has sort of had a bit of a resurgence this week, which we did not know about before we came up with this idea.
3: No, we did not. Which we okay, made this. Can we happen. just can we discuss this on the podcast really quickly because we were texting about it. Everyone keeps DMing me. I don't know if they're DMing you, but like the universe needs to relax with oh. So like we were screaming justice for glory. And then all of a sudden there was justice for glory. Yeah. We did a Q and a, and then all of a sudden Brittany goes on Instagram and she's like, Hey everyone. So I decided to do a Q and a, and I was like, okay, Wait, I literally, m-
2: the pod. yes,
3: <laughs> literally deactivated my Instagram because I was like, I don't know what's going on. This is fucking creeping me out. And then we decided to do speak a deep dive. Cause her birthday, Lindsay's birthday was last week Mm-hmm. And then Urban Outfitters was like, surprise, speak vinyl. I was like, okay, first time on vinyl. Can everyone like just relax? Like, what's going on? I think I'm
2: going to take that as a as a Oprah whisper or universe sign that we're doing the right thing.
3: <laughs> a whisper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> speak. 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 Yeah, speak more straight. of a more of a raspy shout. Speak. But... Your heart. Go. 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 <laughs> Record your pod.
3: <laughs> Oh, the symptoms of us. Uh, Mew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you didn't gather by the title and by everything we're discussing, today we are going to be celebrating the debut album from an icon, Lindsay Lohan. Her debut album, Speak.
2: Yes, Miss Lindsay D. She released her debut studio album in 2004, December 7th, and I think we should kick this off by, by, um, going back, back to the beginning. And I don't mean to quote well, her rival.
3: Not today. <laughs> Relax. You know, I stand, but she does not, we're not talking about her today.
2: That's right. <laughs> the feud was, we'll, we'll, get into that. Okay. So what is your history with Lindsay anyway? All
3: right. So let's set some history up because I feel like one thing we need to do on this podcast is let the girls know the pop culture history and, the icons that paved the way for (laughs) future (laughs) rock legends. Um, Okay. So my history with Lindsay started with Mean Girls. I never watched anything from hers before that. I still haven't seen like teenage drama queen or whatever, even though I bopped to the song. Right. Right. Didn't watch Parent Trap. Never have never. I feel like that's probably bad for me to admit.
2: I haven't either. Oh. That's fine. Ooh, well, Damn.
3: Um, I'm not a big movie person. So my intro was Mean Girls. And then I very vividly remember I was lifeguarding in high school. I had my iPod mini and I was listening to the radio and her single Rumors debuted on Z100 or something. I can't remember what it was. But I just right. remembered it debuted on the radio while I was listening to the radio. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Queen of Pop.
2: <laughs> right. That is pretty much my introduction as well. I saw Mean Girls in theaters, was captivated by her. Do you she still was still of ticket? The... I do.
3: <gasps> Me too.
2: Oh, my God, yes. I still have the stub. Oh, uh, wow. It's in the storage unit somewhere. I'll frame Relics. it. but yeah relics, honestly, but um obviously that was a a life changing movie uh for many that formed the entire personality of some gays and uh, <laughs> me <laughs> I, um she but she was kind of like the last girl that I pretended to have a crush on as I was coming out. like I was like, well, I really like her hair, so I can pretend that I'm like, I have a crush on Lindsay.
3: wait were you in the closet still at this point? Oh, wait, you. Yeah. Well, wait. wait,
2: 2003. Yeah,
3: no, you had oh, just come out.
2: I had just come out. So I feel like I was still, as I said when that happened, I was definitely like, no, I'm bi. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know if you did bi-ass. that. Yeah, I I did that slick slide into it. But she was kind of like the very last moment in time of my, <laughs> my fake straight career. I remember uh, my ex- Ha, he bought me um, her calendar at the time like a year later and it was like oh I mean she looks hot in it but anyway
3: that is a good uh, calendar I'm just remembering that
2: I yeah, don't own uh, it but I remember it that was like the first gift actually that I got was like a Lindsay calendar we, we both kind of pretty legendary you and I,
0: if you ask me I love it <laughs>
2: We kind of came out at the same time and this was at the perfect clash of in the zone and now speak. So as you said, rumors came out and I was hooked. I remember being on Kazaa waiting to like download. Right? That was coming out. Yeah.
3: Oh my God. I have such like, I used to have an iPod mini, which is, yeah. I mean, this is like a fossil at this point. And yeah, I remember illegally downloading the song. Don't come for <laughs> me. We all did it. Um, <laughs> I have made up for it now by buying the album, downloading it, et cetera, and still talking about it right now and giving it more promo. So don't sue me for admitting that, you know,
2: LimeWire. you imagine if Casablanca Records is listening and they're like, get his gay ass. A lawsuit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Give Lindsay her third album, Casablanca Records. How about that? Um, God. I literally wanted to be Lindsay Lohan like in this era of time. I was like I want to grow I can see out that. my hair. Two
2: redheads. It's
3: you were basically almost there. The wig that I have in my closet is literally Lindsay Lohan's speak wig. I yes. wanted tits and I was like I have the Oh, where did I put it? <laughs> did I did I ever show you that I have a life-size cardboard cutout of Lindsay Lohan from Mean Girls?
2: No, I don't. I only know about the Britney Pepsi one.
3: Oh, my God. I don't have it anymore, and I don't know where it is. Oh I had it in God. my dorm all through college. <gasps> I got a text
2: Joyce. You do.
3: I wonder if I put anyway, it...
2: You can set it up in your apartment after this, right? You can get it shipped to you and then have it standing next to the Britney one. <laughs> right? I'm like... In the middle of COVID. In the middle of yeah, the pandemic, you're like, no. Hi everyone.
3: Um, I need my Lindsay Lohan cardboard cut out, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, that was like I mean, she was like, I wanted to be her.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: But yeah. So to give everyone some like history, at this moment in time, she's coming off of Mean Girls. It is the biggest movie ever. Like, not ever, but like
2: (laughs) (laughs) it defined it defined a teen generation for sure.
3: (laughs) <laughs> and coming off of She was hot Yes she was So coming off of Mean Girls She hosted the MTV Movie Awards that year mm-hmm. Which gave us that um, I call it legendary moment With the dance break Pretty legendary
2: You know um, You know she she was um, I want to say she was crumping maybe do, uh, Or trying to What does crumping mean? Like that dance Like a crumpet Style oh, Crumping like- uh, you, you know, like, street dance I'll style. have to look it up.
3: Okay. I thought crumpet were like a... I thought that was a food. Like, those...
2: <laughs> she definitely was um, uh, pop popping it, something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, I can just see it, like, when she dips down. Oh,
2: oh yeah. It's, like, cemented in my
3: brain. But the hair, um, so good. The outfit, a serve.
2: Completely. And that was at the point at that time where... This was the peak of rivalries at that time. Like they hadn't gotten too ugly yet, but this was like Hillary versus Lindsay was bubbling.
3: Yeah. This really was like the bubbling under chart of like the (laughs) iconic era of pop culture that would soon follow. Right. Like it set the stage. Yeah. Britney, Christina was hot rivalry at this time.
2: And now this was bubbling. Hillary,
3: Lindsay. What else was going on in 2004? Ashley Simpson had just come out.
2: Yeah. So, like, as we'll discuss, uh, the pop rock sound was kind of defining this era. And it was Ashley, Hillary, Kelly Clarkson, Breakaway. All of that pop rock sound was Iconic. like dominating at radio. And, you know, Lindsay would hop on the trend as well. She but I would argue would. that actually suits her really well. Uh, her vocally but we'll get to that a bit. agreed the thing is like she actually was plotting the music career for like years before speak ever happened there were rumors not rumors it was confirmed that she had signed with Emilio Estefan Jr. and Gloria Estefan for like a five album deal what two years before speak yeah
3: okay this is news to me tell me everything Mumus.
2: Uh, it was like in the press already she said that she was working with Emilio she was working on demos, Freaky Friday happens, Mean Girls happens, and by that point, he's out of the picture. That deal goes away. She's fielding all these different label requests, and ultimately, she goes with Casablanca. One of the big things about the album is that it's mainly Cara Diaguardi, as you might know from one or two seasons of American Idol as a judge. A legend. And John Shanks. Yeah. And John Shanks, who basically was like, the king of that sound he was on hillary's album kelly's album ashley's album like he was that girl but a man but uh we don't stand man but he kind of you know shaped that era of pop rock and kara obviously has been on literally everyone's album and that was she was also on all of those albums so she Lindsay, had pretty much the hottest team at that time that you could have um And then the more interesting thing about this, which honestly speaks reference intended to what was to come with her basically hitting a wall, is she was recording this while she was filming Herbie, the iconic Herbie Fully Loaded. Obviously, that stands out as a cinema classic. She would apparently be filming that all day and then record like after midnight for a few hours and then go to bed until eventually that was, I think, one of the first times she was rushed to the hospital for having reported exhaustion. Literally, she was not sleeping. She was just, you know, she was working. They were striking while the iron was hot. And, you know, well, say what you will about what ended up happening with her getting mixed up with the Hollywood scene and and all of that getting, cause at this point she's fresh face on the scene more or less. I think they, they worked her to the bone, right? Which definitely have effects in, uh, later years. But, um, you know, we ended up getting speak at the very end of 20, 2004 and it was actually supposed to come out sooner, but they had to push it back because she overdid it basically. Wow. Just crazy.
3: How old was she at this time? Let's see.
2: She is 34 now which means 34 minus 16 34 minus 16 so she was exactly 18 wow uh, honestly whenever we do a deep dive into like a teen pop queen and i and being uh, a more mature in my years now i am so like kind of mortified about how they were treated just in general but also like she was straight out the the gate, like, 17 and being asked about her love life and feuding with Hillary Duff in, like, Entertainment Tonight. They were asking her that. It's like, she's 17. She right. doesn't even know what that is. Like, so it's really crazy to consider what we thought was appropriate to ask a 17-year-old and the workload that we gave them.
3: Right. I think that's the craziest part of the whole thing is just how much they were overworked at that age. And I think about myself at that age...
2: Oh, I was just like live journaling about Pokemon and like being an idiot. Like I couldn't imagine. Right. Yeah. So she's barely 18 and she's, you know, the hot new thing in Hollywood after a series of successful movies. And so speak ends up being sort of a perfect encapsulation of her experience with paparazzi, which we've gotten into TMZ culture when the Britney podcast, but that was hot at the moment. And, um, the scrutiny about her love life, her feuds. And she's 18 at the time. It's different because when we were growing up with her, it felt like appropriate. And now that I look back, I'm like, that was so inappropriate to do to a child.
3: Right. Like we didn't have the knowledge that we do now. Like we were just like, oh my God, I want to be up there. I
2: want to do that. Oh, totally. Yeah. But fascinating to think about. um, Well, that's
3: why we're here today to celebrate this moment in time. And give it, its recog- <laughs> yeah. give it its recognition.
2: Yeah. And the other part of this whole thing is because if you take a quick look at the cruel ratings and reviews for it, this was a time where it was okay to really drag these women. Like Brittany, Ashley, of course, during SNL, Hillary. Like we were, we, I say we to mean the media and I guess our culture were like, she sucks, she can't sing, she's a lip syncer, she's a slut. Like that was just like such the mood then for all these uh, like uh, teen pop stars. So despite the fact that it basically got dragged by critics, it still debuted, I believe, at number four.
3: Yeah. So Speak sold 251,762 copies in its first week, stayed on the chart for 24 weeks. At the beginning of 2005, it was certified platinum for shipping over 1 million copies. And now they say to date, it's estimated to have sold over 2 million. So, I I mean, that's pretty good. I think that's good. Like, really good. I mean, the girls barely get a million these days.
2: <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, the conversion with streaming is like a whole different ballgame. But right. at the time, that's... Number four is, is fantastic. So... Yeah, uh, maybe we should get into the ways that she promoted the record.
3: Yes, so which were
2: few and far between, but they were legendary.
3: Yeah, it was a very like fast and furious. Herbie yeah. fully loaded.
2: Um, Herbie fully loaded promo. promo.
3: <laughs> and I remember all of these like it was yesterday.
2: I very memorable yeah. performances.
3: So the first batch of performances that we get is on sessions at AOL. Now these were (laughs) ahead of their time, honestly, like Spotify sessions, all of these things now that we see, what else is like, um, what else do they do nowadays?
2: Oh, um, oh God. I'm trying to think of there's, oh, BBC Live Lounge. Oh, yes. Very that.
3: Yeah. So this was like, I want to say this was one of the first iterations of that. That might be a bold statement.
2: Well, digitally, I definitely think it was like between that and Yahoo. I think it it yes. was different from who, right?
3: Yeah, it was like Yahoo and AOL were competing with each other to do like AOL live started session. doing live concerts, and I remember it was yeah. like on their little that little pop up window that came up on AOL. Like, what was that shit called? Like your homepage or whatever? I don't even know. But I remember like, I was Kelly Clarkson.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, I know. Uh, they they were very specific. Uh, all the pop queens did it at the time.
3: AOL music. First listen.
2: Do you guys mm-hmm. remember that? Just triggered a memory. <laughs> Literally, like that
3: fucking sound that was dubbed over every um, illegal MP3 that we downloaded. Exactly. Um... <laughs> you
2: know, AOL lawyers are coming for us. <laughs> um <laughs>
3: Yeah, so she does sessions at AOL, and I think that they're on YouTube, so you can go watch them still. And then her yeah, first... was it
2: was uh, Rumors Speak and Over, and Speak was, um, yeah, I think, the first and only session of Speak. Like, she didn't do it on any radio, or radio, like, TV show or anything like that.
3: Her first live <clears throat> TV performance <sighs> is on Good Morning America, and... Um,
2: where everything starts, really, Honestly, for the first time
3: ever. Like, literally, like, the amount. We need to do a whole episode on, like, Good Morning America deep dive. Yeah, moment, <laughs> Because looking back, like, it really was, oh, I, I can't even put it on my brain right now because the cycle of visuals that I'm getting right now are just firing <laughs> off. <laughs> so anyway, she performs on Good Morning America, and she has a lip sync fail. It's not that bad, but it is noticeable. Yeah.
2: I she so gets ripped mad. for it. She does. Yeah, she got dragged. The thing I have to say about these performances, these were unapologetically studio vocals. <laughs> and I think she tried to sell it by moving more across the stage and like really jumping up and down, which... I don't think she realized that that makes it very obvious that it's not live. But you know, you no, know, we have to stand. Who are we to deny uh, an incredible performance?
3: I was just going to say, who are you to uh-huh. speak about performing? No.
2: <laughs> Although the irony of not speaking during the performance of speak is that's just a chef's kiss. But anyway, <laughs> <Wait. laughs> um, this was. Another part of the era, I would say this was the fever pitch of, like, accusations of lip syncing. Obviously, Britney got the brunt of that, but um, it was a lot of calling out the girls for not singing live. And, you know, Rumors is a hard song to sing live, I would say. Um, I'm pretty sure it was backing vocals with, like, a, a little bit of live here and there.
3: Yeah. And this is literally, like, in the wake of Ashley Simpson on SNL.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Ashley performed infamously on Saturday Night Live in October, and the GMA performance was in December for Lindsay. People were, like, hot for a, a lip sync fail. Yeah. Unfortunately, she also denied that she was lip syncing. I remember there was a, a yeah. statement released.
3: It was like, no, she was singing live. And I'm like,
2: mm, that, uh, no. You know what? We love the confidence, though.
3: I will say, I though, like... I mean, I love Ashley and I thought the whole SNL thing was just really unfortunate and like sad to watch because you could tell she was so upset by it, whatever. I mean, we can talk about that in a different moment, but like I give Lindsay props for not backing down after that.
2: Mm. Oh, true. Like, Like it didn't destroy the momentum of the campaign or anything.
3: Right. And like, I'm not trying to like diss Ashley for walking off stage because like, I will say as someone who like we both have experience in the industry now, like it is your job. Like your job is to like make sure that backing tracks like don't fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel bad for both of them or anyone who has like a lip sync fail. Yeah. for Sure. Yeah. It was just like, it was in the wake of Ashley on SNL. So like everyone was just like harping on that. Um, Totally. But it didn't stop her. Uh, No, she, she
2: persevered.
3: It was uh, not over. So her, (laughs) she then went to Ellen and performed over, which was better. I mean, all these performances were absolutely
2: live. I'll say that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, but I, you know, first of all, I kind of can't get over the outfit on Ellen. It was like so Abercrombie, like hip hugging, like it just screamed two thousand four. It was, it really took me back to a place. But um, that was the look. That was the look, and she was living that look. And those vocals were definitely live, uh, but it's it wasn't that bad. Were you ever for, into
3: Abercrombie? Uh, yeah, I was feel an like Abercrombie boy. okay. I was gonna say I was like I, you know, I just got like I could just like smell it when you said the whole Abercrombie <laughs> thing. I was like, oh, that seems like a place yeah. that Brad would shop at. Um, <laughs> even today, yeah,
2: I uh, definitely. I was an Abercrombie boy with um, Old Navy one dollar flip flops and oh, boot shit. jeans. It's dark time. We don't have to go back there. But...
3: I don't think it's dark. I think it's iconic. I love an Old Navy. <laughs> it was me sitting at the girls' police. table
2: wearing those flip flops. We all wore the dollar flip flops, and we all I had did. those boot jeans. Yeah, I, nobody could say shit to me with my puka necklace. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I just remember I had a crush on this boy that worked at Hollister but he told me I was like ugly or something I forget he was like <laughs> I work at Hollister like you're too ugly I
2: was like oh okay oh right wasn't the thing that they only hire hot people and it was like yes unknown a, a thing
3: yeah so like that was my first one of my first rejections in life um was it's from legendary. a boy that worked at Hollister uh wonder where he is these days <laughs> 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 my type <laughs> yes. oh god uh Do you work at the mall in New Jersey? Hit me up. Uh, Where were we? Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. So then we get, this is one of my favorite moments. And I still talk about it like every New Year's Eve because it's still just shocking to me that she had such an iconic moment in Times Square for Rocking Eve or whatever it was called back then. Yeah,
2: New Year's Rocking Eve.
3: Oh wait, no. This was MTV's Iced Out. Sorry, can't get the confused. Oh,
2: that's right. Because I remember, that's like right.
3: in the beginning, like the logo like crystallizes. I hear like yeah. it's like all cracking, and she's got like her little snow bunny outfit on. Oh,
2: legendary that was a look, right? I thought that was an excellent look, and it's kind of like the 2004 version of what Ex Tina did in a year ago or something like that. Sort of snow mm-hmm. princess.
3: It was such a serve, and the mic was on.
2: The mic was on. Uh, You could hear her going back and forth between backing vocals and live, but it was, it was there.
3: Mm -hmm. And I will say like my favorite part about this, because this is also, you know, 2003, we got those like iconic Times Square Britney performances. Uh, And it was such a moment where I was like, Oh my God, I want to move to New York and performing in Times Square was so legendary in my mind. Yep. And now it's like, it's just very different, but,
2: um, yeah, the illusion my, has been shattered.
3: Right. And now it's like, it's just not the same, but my favorite, good on TV. that is true. Um, just don't get any better. Uh, <laughs> but my favorite part about this performance and why I think I love it so much is that the crowd in times square is singing along and you hear it. Yes. And it just makes me so happy when I think about it. Like I'm smiling right now.
2: It was a definitely a re- not that she needed a redemption. She wasn't canceled or or like flopped in any real way, but it was like confirmation that it was a hit that would extend throughout time. Yeah. 16 years later. Honestly. And she also, she went on to do, uh, I think she also did the Yahoo sessions and then she did Wango Tango. I remember at that point her hair was blonde. Oh my god, mango she had, tango. She did those big sunglasses. Yes. And that was the part where she it's fully um dubbed over with the studio version and she's just running and jumping, doing speak and first. And she doesn't give a fuck. She's jumping around and like that's not how singers work, but it was iconic.
3: Well, that's your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say her performances like in front of a mic got better in the second album. Yeah. So I, yeah, sure. it was very like frantic.
2: I mean, it's kind of crazy that, that she was expected even to do any of that very well because she was an actress. And then those were her first performances like out the gate. So
3: i am just sad that we never got a live performance with choreo of the
2: rumors, music breakdown. video
3: breakdown. <sighs>
2: Don't get me started.
3: Like, I can't even tell you how many times still to this day I tried to learn that dance.
2: It seems manageable, I'll say. (laughs) I still can't do it.
3: But, like, I can do the part at the end where she, like, does the thing around her eyes.
2: Well, you got some time in quarantine now.
3: Yeah. We'll get to that song and video a little later. Yes,
2: we will. But, you know, around that time, so she had done that festival. And so then naturally it's like, okay, so she's going to tour. And I feel like that was the intention and then she was just too busy being an actress.
3: Yeah. She had to go Georgia Rule. Georgia Rule promo. And I think
2: Lady Luck. And she just had so many movies at that time. I haven't seen any of those. Have you? No, I went straight from Mean Girls to I Know Who Killed Me.
3: I still haven't seen that either. Is it good? That
2: is upsetting. <laughs> it is a oh. bad horror movie.
3: <laughs> oh, it's a horror movie?
2: It's like a psychological. Oh. Thriller, well, I mean, but- I guess it's.
3: The title is called I Know Who Killed Me. So
2: Yeah, so there is a, a killing that occurs.
3: <laughs> I just remember at one point I thought, and this is so stupid. And I don't know why I'm gonna share it, but like <laughs> I feel like when Lana did um that Tropico short yeah. film and did like the stripper scene, I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my god, wow, Lindsay Lohan's impact. She's totally copying Lindsay Lohan and the promo I mean- for her.
2: It was very I Know Who Killed Me and that strip scene is like the highlight of that movie.
3: That was like right before I became Alana Stan so I was totally just being a hater. But I was like, oh my
2: god, she's totally copying Lindsay Lindsay Lohan. Lohan.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Anytime I see a stripper, I'm like, oh wow, Lindsay's impact.
2: I mean, not no. I I wouldn't be surprised.
3: I want to be up there. I want to do that.
2: (laughs) So yeah, she's busy filming five million movies that roll out in the next years and so she scraps the uh, concept of touring but anyway it didn't happen and to this date we've never had a Lindsay live no, like tour
3: we haven't well with know, our track, track record, record right now. Um, <laughs> with our track record of the universe just not mm-hmm. letting us live um, let's manifest <laughs> it everyone speak tour 2022
2: yep yep speak even louder the tour
3: (laughs) (laughs) speak without your mask on the tour 2022 coming soon
2: fingers crossed
3: (laughs) oh wow um have you met Lindsay? have you done anything with her professionally
2: i have not no i'm trying to think
3: nope have you so, I interacted with her briefly at Watch what Happens Live, and she also followed me within the past few months or whatever on Twitter, which had me shook. That's right. But um, at Watch what Happens Live, she was very timid. She was very shy. And I don't know, like, I kind of feel like I'm an empath a little bit. Mm. And I just felt like, I don't know, she was very fragile, I will say. I mm. felt this like fragile energy. And I was like, you know what? I don't blame her because her whole life, like looking back now, she's just been scrutinized for everything that she's ever done since she was eighteen. I can't blame her, you know,
2: experience with Britney, so that would check out. They are two of the three iconic trio of that era where Paris has had a different experience where she's sort of triumphed over the criticism. Whereas I feel like Lindsay and Britney really dealt with it much more harshly. Yeah. sensitive souls sensitive souls and you know child stars and have been through the ringer of the industry like there's a lot of i don't want to say tragedy because i don't want to make her sound like a victim but there's a lot of sadness to the Lindsay story because of her her parents who couldn't get away from being on reality tv and all their drama that was totally aired all over the place yeah um yeah there's a lot of stuff that she went through so like Looking back on this era, people were so mean and. Right.
3: And the photo of her in a car that everyone just uses as a meme now. Right. Right. It's. Which, like, we've all been there. Right. Well, that's like, true, too. You, you've seen me looking like that.
2: <laughs> that's your usual so, Saturday night look. Yeah. I'm
3: like, what the hell? Like, let her live.
2: Why don't they let her live? Oh. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that but... is the question that she asked as we <laughs> segue. <laughs> Yeah,
3: I mean, I guess the reason why I wanted to bring that up, I think, is because I don't. I felt like when she was on Watch What Happens Live, like I was so nervous that she felt like people were going to make fun of her, and I was yeah. like, I don't want her to like anything that I say to her or do. I don't want her to think that I'm coming from a negative place because I genuinely we're
2: trying to get her some way.
3: Right, like we're not like doing a this. question. Yeah, like we're yeah. not doing. We're making jokes, but we're not talking about speak as a joke. Like it's really like a fun record and I love her second record and I really want a third one. So I felt like I just wanted to make that point to people that like, we're not being sarcastic and like making this, you know, I do care about her, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think she
2: communicated that as well. uh, With the little promo that she did for back to me, she kind of said that she was afraid to do this because of what people would think. And I mean, we created that fear in her. So anyway, I'm hopeful that people take this as a genuine praise of an album that we genuinely love. Yes. And without further ado, this is Speak. Now, can we talk about the album cover? Because I actually love it. Same. Um, peak 2004 graphic art. Graphic design is my passion.
3: Oh, it is so um, <laughs> like Hot Topic, hot Graphic topic. tea. <laughs>
2: You know, the skulls, the lightning bolts, the nautical star, the the guitar, it really tells you I'm different. I'm punk. I'm not like the other girls.
3: Yeah. I'm edgy.
2: I'm edgy now. Yeah. Yeah. Which she also did want to make it clear in her like promo interview. She was like, you know, I want this to sound like what my audience expects and I want to be involved in the writing of this album. And she is. She's credited, I think, on like six songs or something as a co-writer. Not everybody has that.
3: No, that is true.
2: But uh, yeah, so why don't we go with the first song?
3: Oh, well, before we do that, um, I just first want to say the photo that is inside all of that graphic design mess is oh. amazing the photo Wallet. shoot is so
2: good gorgeous love that picture of her
3: yeah the album art book yep Ugh.
2: i remember very distinctly i had a picture of her with a guitar as my live journal blend that said friends only it was kim caldwell britney and Lindsay. oh my god <laughs> you know what sometimes i look back and i'm like i get why i was bullied but <laughs> you know. i
3: loved my space layout
2: for me, it was just Live Journal, and you had to have that graphic that said "friends only," so that you had to make it clear what your interests were, while also blocking out your haters. So, Wait, like, you what? want to be a friend. Wait, you know that um, option where your journal was private? No, because mine was f- public. Oh, mine was private because I was like, um, I don't even know why, because I wasn't like even out yet on that. Maybe I was by then, but whatever. I think it felt more exclusive to so be like friends only.
3: Legends only.
2: Legends only. Well, that's basically, I'm going to maybe dig up that blend on Photo Bucket and bring it to everyone's attention.
3: Photo Bucket. Holy shit. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm 16 again. Um,
2: Triggering everyone. Yeah, I had blends like crazy for like forum signatures or maybe it was even in profile signatures, I want to say. Wherever you saw that graphic of like your fave.
3: I just remember like with LiveJournal changing my avi
2: oh yeah yep
3: was like a moment
2: it was <laughs>
3: and do people even still call it an avi i don't think yeah, they do I think so.
2: Avatar do they? Abby, maybe well,
3: if they don't let's bring
2: it back it needs to be brought back
3: because like that was oh you know what that shit was so fun because when the christmas time would roll around i would always put like Your a little, little hat, hat on it. i know oh. <laughs> the little things
2: it, it really is
3: I just remember like my MySpace layout. I don't think I ever had a Lindsay Lohan one, but it was always something. Yeah. Oh, we gotta, we gotta find our photo bucket passwords and do a deep dive.
2: Oh, that is a great idea.
3: Speaking of deep dive, shall we get into the album? Let's do it. First (laughs) is a song called First.
2: Well, the concept of that song uh, on the album was, you know, coming first.
3: Did you see what they did there? (laughs) (laughs)
2: now this is not my favorite song
3: no and I don't think that this was actually ever really meant to be a single
2: no just because of fucking Herbie
3: right like they were like oh this fits with Herbie fully loaded because it's about being first and Mm -hmm. we're gonna drive in a race I want to come first
2: about the line I want to come first I was like is this about being a selfish top because I don't understand (laughs) What this is about
3: Oh wow that just took a whole new meaning
2: Oh you didn't always think that I was always like wow somebody's selfish and bad
3: oh, Literally I never put that
2: Oh that was like a thing It was like I want to come first uh, Wow well this was also You know we have different interpretations of songs What was that? Over to you now
3: <laughs> Oh god that is not about Can we <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> Now I'm like wait a minute Hold on one second <laughs> I always thought of it as like she wanted to be first no, yeah.
2: in a man's life. Like It's just the the phrasing is like uh is this a new It
3: probably is, actually, now that I think about it.
2: Yeah. Well. Uh, <sighs> there was even a there was a video which I think I've watched once because it was mostly Herbie promo.
3: Wasn't the Herbie era the scary skinny cover with Nicole Richie? Oh. There was a lot that happened in a very short period of time.
2: Yes. I remember that the video came out the following year and that she was already blonde by then. Yep. Um, And she's like in a race garage with that fucking Beetle car. (laughs) Little shit Herbie.
3: Don't call Herbie a little shit. I love a VW bug. (laughs) The original is better though, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I guess I'm also bitter about this song because I feel like it, uh, ended the campaign of the album.
3: Yeah, it, she was last, actually. (laughs) First, ironically, was last. Last Last and not final, but, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's all we have to say about that. Uh, then comes Nobody Till You, which I like better. So good. The chorus is perfect like a perfect pop rock chorus and she really belts
3: yeah the vocals across this whole album are good
2: till yeah yeah
3: there was nothing but lonely nights there was nothing but sacrifice for me to fall through song.
2: Awesome. once again done by john shanks cara diaguardi they do most of this uh fantastic uh song i uh, wouldn't be a single no
3: i also but- love how it ends Nobody Tells You.
2: Moody, like, Evanescence, essence. Like, very dark, rocky, edgy. Well, you know, she was that kind of girl. She listened to Rock This
3: World by Hilary Duff. And was like, (laughs)
2: same. uh, After Nobody Tell You, she has symptoms of you. Now, symptoms of you could have been a single, in my opinion.
3: Mm, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of in the same vein as, like, over. Like, that same kind of vibe. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um... Not ill, very um pink, uh, just like a pill. Yeah, <laughs> rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Um, now this was all done uh, with Andreas Carlson, otherwise known as Born to Make You Happy. I will be there, Baby One More Time. Legend. So there's some legendary on this album. Um, this was a little bit of a Swedish influence on this one. A bop.
3: I'm realizing the lyrics to this are like very. So I know that this podcast is not about her today, but mm. like you know how Hillary Duff has lyrics where it's like if the light isn't off then it isn't on or like whatever like those lyrics that are just make no sense but they just rhyme. Right. I'm realizing, and I never realized this until I'm reading the lyrics right now, that these yep. are kind of um,
2: <laughs> there's and, a left kind of right. <laughs> yeah,
3: there's a blind kind of sight. There's no <laughs> light in the moon, and it's winter in June.
2: What are you saying about the co-writer of Born to Make You Happy right now? I'm saying it's iconic. That's what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. It is. Uh, Definitely a really catchy melody and really nonsense lyrics. (laughs) It really takes me back, though. It reminds me of, like, high school crushes. Right? Definitely. angsty high school. Watching next after high school.
3: Right, like the boy that you thought was cute that called you ugly because he worked at Hollister and you didn't. And I'm like, oh my God, these are literally the oh. symptoms of you.
2: Totally. It reminds me of the time I went up to the only out boy at the time and told him uh, that I liked him and I was wearing a denim jacket paired with like a very unfortunate like yellow pants. I don't remember. I remember thinking I don't look good today, <laughs> but I did it anyway. And he literally like closed the locker. He's like, oh, okay. And I walked away. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fair. <laughs>
3: It really was such a time Like I'm Yeah
2: Moving on from Symptoms We get what absolutely should have been a single And was going to be a single Mm -hmm. And was co-written by Lindsay Speak the title track itself Now I think this is is Severely underrated As a pop song
3: Oh it is so underrated Dare I say Uh oh No that's I'm not saying it (laughs) Say it No don't do it I'm not
2: going to do it. I feel like. Go on and let it.
3: <laughs> I feel like if Lindsay Lohan had a blackout, this would be on it.
2: Oh, for sure. That, okay, I don't I think that's it. controversial at all. Okay. I think this is her like peak speak, keep it real. No big deal. Yeah. Like it's um, the
3: dark. There's a little bit of like electro in it, but not really. Cause it's still rock. Yeah.
2: Very um like eighties new wave like kind of. Yeah. I definitely see that. She pioneered the electric clash movement with this one. The speak singingness of it is kind of a, uh, adult for her. Like the, the like purred voice that's like, speak straight from Europe. Your... Like that go, is really go, go. Look, it's
3: uh-huh. sultry, but then she starts singing and then belting.
2: Yeah, that's definitely, you know, if you haven't, we didn't say this yet, if you haven't at all explored this album, Besides rumors, I know you've heard rumors, but get into speak first. You will be pleasantly surprised.
3: I don't wanna guess, not a test. Tell me what uh. you, tell me what you.
2: Like, ugh. It's so catchy.
3: Right? Like all the ad libs. Is that the right word? Ad libs?
2: Yeah. At the end. She really is uh. belting in her Herbie her full loaded trailer at two on in and the let morning. Let
3: it out. Come on and let it out.
2: So good. Uh.
3: Yeah, this, so this was supposed to be the third single before they threw in first because of the fucking Herbie fully loaded soundtrack. (laughs) And I did not know this until like, I just was checking my facts before we recorded, but Francis Lawrence was booked to do the music video for this song,
2: which is legendary. I mean, this album could have gone a whole different way in my opinion.
3: Oh, so Francis Lawrence for everyone the genius who did "Slave for You," "Circus." Um, yep.
2: What else did he do? So he did "Slave for You" and Shakira's "Whenever, Wherever" like at the exact same time in like different studios. "Someone to Call My Lover" for Janet, "Play" for J.Lo, "The Call" for BSB, "Bad Romance." So many, and then canceled in 2005 was "Speak," Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah. We oh, because... did. What are you waiting for, for Gwen? Like, come oh. on.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like this got canceled because she was busy, like you said before. And then they just yeah. threw first on the Herbie Loaded fully sound, whatever soundtrack. They had to make
2: the decision, is she going to be a singer or an actress? And I, you know, they, they weren't wrong. Like, she had a string of movie successes at the time. But they could have gone further with Speak if they made Speak a single. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the way the cookie crumbled. We did not get that video. We got the Herbie soundtrack.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sure did. Um, Next up on the album is another single. We
2: we guess. We did get single two. Over. Over, which has a very interesting music video.
3: Yeah, I don't hate it, but it's not, you know.
2: uh... It's just sort of like,
1: She's basically, an icon, but she's not somebody that you think about all the time.
2: <laughs> she's basically, it's the Taylor Swift You Belong With Me video at first, where they're just like communicating through the window, or like JLo's the boy next door. And then the boy like keeps getting chased by his overprotective father to the point where the father beats him up at the end. And then they reunite and make out or something.
3: <laughs> I do love the hair, though, in this music video.
2: Oh, she looks hot in this video.
3: Oh, so good.
2: In many ways, shades of uh, daughter to father and the same abusive sort of thing. Except that was obviously autobiographical, but this was also like uncomfortably putting abuse on display. The song isn't really that. No, it's like it's a wishy washy uh, relationship, and it's like tell me that it's over. But that message of that video is very interesting.
3: It kind of reminds me of Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson a little bit. The video,
2: Um, which would make sense, the era
3: too shocking, but it's definitely trying to tell a story of something, if that makes sense. like It does. Looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, she was trying to tell us something there.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? You've got a point. She would later definitely go in on that. She also said years later that the song was about Wilmer, Valderrama, which he truly, he's at the center of like (laughs) so many, maybe not so many, but like Demi, Lindsay, I think he dated Mandy. Hmm. He caused a lot of grief among our legends, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So over, um, a good power ballad. I love over. Very Kelly, in my opinion. Yeah, Kelly.
3: Cl- oh, she should cover this on Kelly Oki.
2: Oh well, when we inevitably rock the charts with this and the vinyl sales spike, she'll catch wind of it and she'll do over. Could you, Matt? Uh- <laughs> Could you imagine if she does over, like, I'm officially freaked out forever.
3: I mean, you could change the lyrics to fit the times. Oh, for sure. I can't live without you, can't breathe without you. Uh,
2: Jesus. Honestly.
3: Um, tell corona, me. tell yeah. me that it's over. Because the world a is spinning.
2: If I've ever heard one.
3: I mean, you know, Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on, we have something I never had. Not my favorite.
3: I think it picks up towards the end.
2: It does. Now this was an interesting one. This was um, not with the usual. This was with um, Shelly Piken, I believe her name is, and she also did like all of the girls at the time. Jennifer Love Hewitt's album, Celine, Haley Duff. <laughs> but yeah, I. It's not my favorite, but it's not terrible.
3: This one also reminds me of, like, sitting in my car and being heartbroken over a boy that never even paid attention to me.
2: Were you still having Duncan then, or
3: was that... I think I was, yes. Oh, okay. I'm I'm getting a memory of, like, being in my car drinking a culotta and being, like... I can't keep something that I never had. Yeah, I would say the
2: ending does take it there. You're right.
3: Yeah. Like it's about, you know, being heartbroken over a relationship you never had. So basically, me my whole life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I believe this was probably, honestly, there was a lot of crossover between her and Kelly. I feel like this would not have been surprising to see on Breakaway. That's true but yeah.
3: Next up we have track number seven, anything but me.
2: This kind of, this song kind of reminds me of, uh, a little more personal raw. Like it kind of gives me like that sort of harder rock vibes from album two.
3: Yeah. This could fit on the second album. Yeah. It's also interesting, like looking it over into something I never had into anything but me into the next track. Like, It had a flow to it.
2: Yes, it did. It was a very emo, pop, punk, Lindsay rock flow. Yeah.
3: And then that takes us into the next track, Disconnected.
2: Ugh, what a chorus.
3: The concept for Disconnected is about feeling disconnected. (laughs) 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 Basically, me (laughs) when my mom would scream at me and be like, I'm unplugging the Wi-Fi. And I'd be like... Broken off again.
2: a 56k modem. Literally.
3: She, like, oh, you're not going to help all do chores? My mom's on
2: the phone, so yeah. I'm disconnected.
3: Unplugging the Wi Fi, go to
2: bed. I'm like,
3: I'm disconnected.
2: Well, I think this has some of the best melodies on the album, and surprising no one, once again, um, Christian London. One half of "Born to Make You Happy" is on this, as well as Carl Falk, who does like every pop song ever. That's legendary pop status. Wow. Yeah. So, I would say this we is need to a, trace
3: everyone who was involved on to Make You Happy."
2: Honestly, well, they're they're string all their songs so together. Yeah, my favorite thing to do is play six degrees of separation with like the songwriters and realize that like the same ones who worked with Lindsay who worked with. You know, Brittany, everyone. It's like, oh, everything pieces together.
0: This is a place for legends.
2: (laughs) And interestingly, the one, you know, Symptoms of You, we talked about the lyrics there. They kind of just did the same thing on Disconnected. Sleeping awake, awake when I'm sleeping. Yeah, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Quietly loud when I'm noisily silent.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What could ours I'm be?: I'm losing. What would like our rhymes be? Um, I don't know. Top of the charts, but I'm only a bottom <laughs> I don't know. So
2: uh. <laughs> That's, you know what? I didn't realize until tonight that she had a, a type of lyrical structure on this album.
3: Yours could be like like, working out While I'm out of work
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow wow. No lies were told
3: (laughs) New single coming soon (laughs) (laughs) Disconnected
2: (laughs) It works it really does. And then we move on to what is my possible favorite album track? Actually, favorite Lindsay song. Period. Maybe controversial. To know your name. Really, I'm obsessed with this song, and this is this is her not doing pop rock. This is electro pop. Really, is, yeah.
3: Actually, now that you say it, this is up there for me
2: too. So we didn't really talk about thematically because she doesn't say it expressly, but like, to know your name is part of the rumors ethos of, like, people want to know who I'm dating. I have to date in secret. Everybody wants to know your name. I have a secret lover. She starts to touch on that, like, whole paparazzi aspect. This is gay as fuck. This resonated so much with me in high school, of the idea of, like, a secret lover. Oh, my God.
3: I feel like we have a very similar story about this song, which is why it's so iconic.
2: I mean... I had my first boyfriend probably in 2000, summer of 2005, and I remember that, oh, maybe it was 2004. Well, anyway, it hit around this time, and I was like, wow, I can't tell.
3: So I have a question about that story that you're getting into. Uh-huh. So was the boy that you liked in the closet?
2: He was out, and oh. I was in the closet. Okay, so
3: I have a he similar... Was an Oh, she was just like Lindsay.
2: <laughs> she was. He broke up with me after three weeks with the most legendary line that I, of my dating career. First of all, he was English, and so he said my name as Boadley, which I don't even think is an English thing. I think he just had a lisp. Uh-oh. But anyway, <laughs> what? he called me up after three weeks of dating, which was mostly like passing journals between each other and like one kiss outside the mall, and. He called me and he said, Bradley, you're like a piece of chocolate cake, delicious at first and then boring after a few bites. Uh. <laughs> this haunted me forever. <laughs> Wait
3: how <laughs> because someone first of all, weren't you like weren't what? We, how old were we then? Fifteen. Someone at fifteen had that clever of
2: a response. <laughs> I was dragged, but also in years to come I'm like who the fuck thinks chocolate cake is boring? Like, what's She's the got fuck? a point. <laughs> that is iconic. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's damaged me for good. I'll always think I'm boring because of that. So thank you.
3: <laughs> so that's thank why your you favorite flavor is vanilla.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know who you are. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my, the person that they want to know their name. Okay,
3: that is the things I'm learning about so you through this album discussion. Okay, so Sorry. I don't feel as embarrassed now because that <laughs> might be worse more than mine. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. We'll let the listeners decide. Uh, <laughs> you can let us know. Yeah. So I, too, had a secret... boy. Let's well, see. No, I didn't really have a... It wasn't even a boyfriend. And there's going to be people listening to this who I grew up with, who know exactly who this person is. So in high school, I was out, but I started talking to this boy and we talked on the phone every single night. And in my mind, we were like lovers and boyfriends, even though we never made out never like did anything because he was hardcore in the closet. So me being whatever, like at the age I was like, yeah, like I had this boyfriend, but you know, no one knows who he is. And just like to my friends. And in my mind, I would be like, everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know. Like thinking that I was like some important thing. (laughs)
2: Like we're like walking through the high school hallways, like covering your eyes. Right. Like
3: showing up to (laughs) home, like literally showing up to high school and sitting in the cafeteria with my friends before homeroom and being like, everybody wants to know your name, to know your name. And like not telling anyone because I couldn't because he was in the closet. Wow. And that was like my music video in my own mind. Like I was living out this song in real life.
2: Yeah, I definitely think, and I don't think we're alone on that. It definitely was like the closet anthem, either you were or they were. And it was like, I won't tell. (laughs) Um, but besides that, the song is amazing and it has like a really good dance beat versus more the Rocky album. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else I just left. I actually feel like the second half of the rumors video could have worked really well for this too. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: These go hand the in hand.
2: Yeah. This, the guy in the club and being pursued by the paparazzi, it's the same thing.
3: You know, I will say we weren't planning on it for this episode, but like high fashion editorial, the bridge of the song with the flashes. Oh. It's like, ooh, flash, flash. Can't the boys with the zooms give a girl just a second?
0: okay Oh, this is so editorial.
3: <laughs> high fashion, oh,
2: so
0: editorial. <laughs> Guys, this is awesome. This is a billboard. Can't the boys with the zooms give a girl just a second? This is super high fashion. Season
3: Oh my God, that's so high
2: fashion. So high fashion. That's a billboard.
3: Yeah, I love the bridge of the song. I love, oh, this song is so fucking good.
2: It really, really is. So yeah, it stands out for me and it might not actually be my favorite Lindsay, but it could be because I'm, you know, justice for this song specifically.
3: Right. Well, because this song and Rumors are so her story at this time. Like, this is her piece of me almost.
2: Yes, actually. Right? Very
3: that. Like, not the tour. I meant the song. The tour.
2: But I would say, you know, for all the you know, Blackout gets all the praise for for confronting the paparazzi and all that, but obviously Lindsay was doing this already.
3: Maybe it was too ahead of its time for certain people. Maybe but so. you know, yeah. music lovers appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's very true. The bionic of the early O's socialites wow
3: that is a statement and <laughs> you know what i kind of agree
2: yeah i mean do, hillary was definitely commenting on it but i don't know that it was as addressed in the music i no. could be wrong
3: i mean she was like if you can do the math then get out of the equation <laughs>
2: She, You know what? Well, we've talked about this. She had Baby Blackout. She had Dignity, and Dignity d- addressed everything.
3: Oh my god, Dignity is such a boby Blackout.
2: We will definitely be getting to that.
3: I mean, same year, so they... like, iconic, but...
2: Yeah. Ugh.
3: But... So, yeah, so basically the point is that um, To Know Your Name is the bionic of Lindsay's uh-huh. career.
2: Yes. I'm glad we established that. And then we get on to the very last moment in time, which I think we've quoted 10 times already in this podcast. This is a real, an anthem. This one
3: is one of my favorites of Lindsay's. Yeah. Because I very much have like memories of driving in my car, blasting this, blaring it, and just being like, live like it's the last moon rising. It's
2: YOLO anthem. Right. you, You only live once and you only record your debut album once and now here's the crazy thing about this song one of the co-writers is hillary lindsey who did always remember us this way and i'll never love again like she did the gaga songs on a star is born
3: wait pause her name is hillary (laughs) lindsey yes (laughs) and she wrote the song yes someone named hillary lindsey wrote this song
2: do you think like Lindsay walked into the studio and like her eye twitched when they said her name? Mine just did. <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry, what?
3: So 2020 is the year that I learned that someone named Hillary Lindsay wrote my favorite Lindsay Lohan song. History. If that's not
2: destiny, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and she's gone on to do like Taylor Swift's Fearless, all of Carrie Underwood, like all of it. Um
3: did she She's do like a- um two black Cadillacs? Mm hmm. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Wait, one sec. I need to pull up this Hillary Lindsay on my Wikipedia. <laughs> Wait, did she really do two black Cadillacs? She did. Holy shit. She's are like you an fucking actual- with me?
2: I'm not fucking did she with Did she do blown away? away? Did she do blown away? No, she okay. did not. She I did mean, two black Cadillacs is better. But I mean she did Jesus Take the Wheel. Iconic. Like- Iconic.
3: My mind
2: is blown away. <laughs> I'm I'm sure her full name is hillary Paris Lindsay.
3: <laughs> it could be. That would make sense.
2: Oh no, it's Hillary Lee Lindsay, but close <laughs> enough. But yeah, most recently she just did Always Remember Us This Way from A Stars Born, Grammy nominated.
3: I'll have to look that one up, but um
2: <laughs> Wow. Uh, Very cool. And yeah, definitely an anthem. And
3: This is literally her, like, dance like no one's watching song.
2: Yeah, this is live, love, laugh, dance like no one's watching. Scream
3: just like no one's there. (laughs) Lose all of your pretenses. (laughs) That's the lyric, right? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, you know, sometimes these oldies, you get the lyrics wrong, and 16 years later you still think...
2: Wow, and I would say it's like lyrically one of the stronger, which checks out with the uh, people on board for this. So yeah, that is the very last moment in time, but not the very last song on the album. Nope. Now this is thank God this is on streaming, by the way. Um, Right? Pissed. Um, I'm talking, of course, about Magnet. Magnet is actually Lindsay doing like Madonna. I think
3: Madonna. I would say Madonna. Uh, elaborate. Why don't you let everyone know what that is? <laughs>
2: <laughs> because I feel like it's the most playful pop song on the album, even more than "Speak." I feel like <sighs> I'm trying to think of what it really reminds me of. Maybe just because it's 80s electro pop,
3: it reminds me of um, "Teenage Drama Queen."
2: Mm, yeah, a little bit. It's just very like classic 80s bubbly pop. It's very danceable. I do remember dancing in my room to this one.
3: Yeah, this one is fun.
2: Yeah, it's a hair flipper.
3: And it also has, like, the kind of cheesy lyrics.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, um, and it was a bonus, if I remember correctly.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's on my CD.
2: No, it's not on the vinyl that's coming out. So I'm like, you know, wow. who do I have to, you know, do the change.org petition for? But yeah, it's it was international edition.
3: You know, those are always where we get the best tracks.
2: That is true. But yeah, I mean I just feel like it's a quality and it and it kind of reminds me of where she ends up going with like um danceophobia or whatever that was. Like oh, that sort of Duran Duran. That's and, um, what it reminds me of. Oh, you know what it definitely reminds me of? Foreign arena.
3: Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> it is so foreign Arena Glam. <laughs> Pink. Wow. Like a magnet.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen Lindsay Lohan's Arena commercial, you need to YouTube that immediately. It is avant-garde. Lady Gaga was shaking at the time. It's just incredible.
3: It is wow. It is so Fornarena an and it is so danceophobia. Yeah. So it was ahead of its time.
2: It was. Wow. I I take out, I reject my Madonna comparison. It's Duran Duran and it's Fornarina. An
3: <laughs> Glam pink wow (laughs) Like a
2: magnet Yeah I think it's time to move on to the main event Which was tacked Mm. on as the last song on the album Which is a curious choice
3: Yeah the The um order of this album Is very odd
2: I don't yeah I don't know that the sequencing Makes all the sense
3: No it doesn't
2: They were like well first should come first (laughs) (laughs) But um, to have Rumors as a bonus track is like, honey, that's your lead single. What are you doing?
3: Right. Like, I feel like it should have started with Rumors. Definitely. Then gone into, like, speak and to know your name. Then maybe, like, the darker ones.
2: Yeah. I agree with you. Now, the crazy thing, Six Degrees of Separation, two of the sons of Tito Jackson, a.k.a. Jackson 5, a.k.a. Michael Jackson, wrote this one. Which is to say, that basically Michael Jackson wrote Rumors. (laughs) (sighs) But it is kind of crazy. There is like a very six-degree connection between Michael Jackson and Lindsay Lohan.
3: What a roadmap that is.
2: (laughs) Rumors was the debut single from Speak. And... I mean, we don't have to say much about it that you don't already know because it has stood the test of time. People still reference it all the time. It's phenomenal. It's
3: It was my number 1 most played for a very long time on Last I was FM. Say, last year? <laughs> I mean, it's Possibly. probably up there. Do you have um Last FM? I do. Didn't that also come from the Live Journal MySpace era?
2: Absolutely. I oh, had to wow. let everybody know how different I was. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because God. I looked, and my avi on Last.fm is from, like, the first year of oh, college. Really? Yeah, it's like my little Xbox avatar that I used to have when I was anonymous on the internet.
2: Oh, my God. I have um, to look up. If I even, well, I don't know that I need the password if I can just find, like, user and put in my old username, but I would love to see.
3: Well, let's log in right now.
2: Oh, and my most recent track. I found it was Mariah Carey, Hate You" logged September 2009.
3: Wow, you haven't synced up your last FM to anything anymore? Mm-mm. Oh, my, wow. Mine has been... Oh, geez, Mine's been synced to my Spotify for years now.
2: Um, oh, so you still get data? That's oh, crazy. Oh,
3: yeah, this has been... Holy shit. Okay, so I'm on it right now. T. Kyle M, scrobbling since... <sharp inhale> September of 2005. Oh my God. So like a year after this album came out, but like, let me see what my top albums of all time are and see where it falls on this list, because I feel like it's gotta be up there. So number one's glory, then circus, then blackout femme fatale, greatest hits church by Galantis. Where? Okay. Superficial by Heidi Montag's number 10.
2: You know what? That checks out for sure. Wow. This website brings me back. Yeah, I cannot believe I'm on this again. Well, let's see. I I found my account, and so I can check. Let's see albums now. Where did you find your most?
3: Okay, I found rumors, reports. Um, it's under library, I think, and then under tracks, Scrabble's artist albums. Like you can. Um. Wow, this has literally been logging everything since 2005. The only year that it skipped was 2007.
2: Well, that was a very defining year. I know,
3: which is so tragic that it wasn't working then.
2: (laughs) Oh, here it is. Library. Okay. Listening History, 2005 to 2009. Um, Albums. (laughs) My number one scrabbled album of all time is Circus. Taste. Let's see.
3: So I looked and Rumors is my number 88 most scrabbled song of all time. So since 2005. Well, there you go. Which is like... I mean, of all the songs that we know,
2: to yes. be in the top
3: 100 is pretty legendary.
2: Very true. My top song is Circus. My top album is Circus. What
0: top was the concept artist. for
2: that? <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> that was a good rundown memory lane. But
3: Love a Scrabble.
2: Love a Scrabble. So Rumors, lead single, the reason that we stand. The reason why every
3: time I get in an elevator, I slam oh, yeah. myself up and I like pretend like the door is closing and I'm in a music video.
2: <laughs> now here's the great injustice of it. The song charted at number 106 on the hot 100. So it was a number six smash on the bubbling under charts. <laughs>
3: me at the Speak Louder 2022 song, the tour.
2: Wow.
3: Uh, But like, aren't all the girls these days like debuting at like 100 and whatever?
2: Um, Yes, it's true. Radio and charting and all of that was so different then and it didn't matter. Like, Never forget that Toxic was not anywhere near number one. It was like nine or something, I forget. But yeah, the music video for this also was directed by Jake Nava who did Britney's My Prerogative like that same year, which to be fair, I I know I said that musically Brittany hit the paparazzi thing later, but my prerogative video definitely addressed that. Yeah, Um, But Lindsay looks so good in this video. And she basically, she does a very piece of me, the video thing where she has a fake Lindsay Mm -hmm. leave the parking garage.
3: Lindsay too. (laughs) I fucking love this video and I need it in HD. Yeah. So we're going to manifest two things. Speak. No, what was the first thing that we, what was the first thing that we wanted to manifest? A tour?
2: Yeah, I think we wanted tour, Kelly to perform over and... The third album. The third album. Next on the list um,
3: is the HD version of Rumors because this video is so good. I mean, the intro is legendary. Literally, she has a body double to fool the paparazzi. She gets in the car and the license plate is Lindsay too. Get it? <laughs> Ahead of her time.
2: Very out of her time.
3: And then the club scene, the cage. The cage, the cage. is iconic.
2: Miley took several notes from that.
3: But like actually though.
2: Yeah, it can't be tamed. It's like very that.
3: Oh, it is such a look. It's like, honestly, it's very high fashion. The cage, the hair is so good.
2: Uh, yeah, she looks incredible throughout this video. And it's probably her most fluid looking dancing as well. Like she looks committed to the part.
3: Yeah, she escapes to the roof. To get away on a helicopter to escape the paparazzi,
2: and delivers a fantastic breakdown.
3: Uh huh. Know what else I love about this video? Well, there's more the things. It's more than one. Um, when she's walking down the hallway in slow mo, and her tits are just like jiggling.
2: Oh, I was going. To, yeah, the boobs really stand out.
3: Right. Like I was like, oh my god, me. Yeah. <laughs> and Very. then the part where she's dancing with the digital camera.
2: Yep. Oh yes. Like the promo
3: that was so 2004 was like going out with your friends and having them take your like Nikon and like take pictures of you with the flash on that's like the killer was, of it is like the flash is on
2: it's quintessential 2004 it's hillary duff posing with like the i dog and a flip phone at like doing all those right promotional do
3: you know the the fake paparazzi pictures that I had that I like tweeted that were like a meme yep that was literally with like a Nikon with flash
2: <laughs> yeah no inspired
3: one by this music video
2: yeah we carried around digital cameras in our day
3: oh wow we sure did photo bucket digital <laughs> cameras flash we big had sunglasses <laughs> Dunkin Donuts
2: giant sunglasses
3: boys that worked at Hollister that didn't like us back
2: wow <laughs> Yeah, and Rumors has obviously just become such a cult classic. The gays cherish it. It's just so interesting how it had, like, moderate success then and just has carried on, which obviously not a lot of songs from that era can say the same.
3: It's true. Like, I think about it, and I'm like, it's so hard to have an iconic debut single, Mm -hmm. and this is one of them.
2: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, which is... A good way to to wrap up the album, even though it probably should have started the album, but it is a it's a fierce ending note to be like. And this Ugh. she's tired of rumors starting those
3: first few seconds of the song.
2: Ugh. Nice time into the club.
3: Dun 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 dun! Bum, bum, bum. mm, mm, mm. Ugh.
2: It is her baby one more time. Piano opening. <sighs> um, oh.
3: Oh my God. Wow. Uh, It really is.
2: Uh, I mean, truly for a debut song, it's very, it's incredible that that was her debut.
3: It is really similar to baby one more time. Now that I think about it. Dun, 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 dun.
2: Well, Uh, she nailed it with this. She nailed it with this album. Unfortunately, it got cut short because of promo, but not because of being a flop in my opinion. And then only a year later, she would exactly a year later release a little more personal Raw, which is honestly the inspiration for so many things that we've named.
3: That is true.
2: But uh, that's a a deep dive for a different day.
3: Did I ever tell you that Lindsay Lohan is the reason why I got proactive back in the day?
2: No, but that that checks out.
3: While we're, you know, exploring that era of our lives (laughs) on this episode, I just remembered that when Lindsay Lohan was like, I'm Lindsay Lohan, and I use Proactive. I was like, okay, I need Proactive. And I literally I got to. Proactive and probably was a customer for a decade not sponsored <laughs> because of the Lindsay well, Lohan commercial.
2: I'm forgetting who else did it at that time that was very memorable. It was somebody else, too. I
3: don't know, but Lindsay sold it to me.
2: Well, to be a Proactive girl was like a, a thing right? for the <laughs> <a> moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: What like, <laughs> it was like... I really want to be like the Pepsi girl and the proactive girl.
2: (laughs) Um, Now it's like
3: flat tummy tea.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It was a lot of people though. I feel like um, Jessica Simpson did it. I feel like that sounds right. Maybe. Yeah. What an era. What an era. I mean, this brings me back so vividly to that moment in time. And it's also... I mean, ba- down to I remember being in health class presenting a about me poster, and this was glued next to a breakaway as like this. This is the music that defines me.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, it was a for a actress to singer effort. It was a big success.
3: Do you ever just want to like this? Obviously, couldn't happen, but like I feel like it'd be so interesting to see from someone else's point of view what I was like in high school.
2: Oh, I dread that idea very much. <laughs> that because sounds horrible.
3: The way that the teens these days are with like Charlie D'Amelio on TikTok. Mm. I was like that with Hillary, Lindsay, Kelly, Brittany. Like this era was like, my whole MySpace needs to be dedicated to them. My aim away message.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm, I, I would never want to see just how bad it truly was. But oh, I, I they were- like, Lindsay was the cover of One Binder, Brittany another, Utada. It was very, like... It's the same girls I talk about now. It was just so gay. Just...
3: Idea. And then I'll stop, because this episode's over, but, like, and I'll stop embarrassing me and you. Do you still have your live journal account?
2: Yeah, somewhere.
3: Okay, put a pin in that, because... Okay. <laughs> we should log into our live journals and... We- I really want to see if there's like posts about this album or like other albums that came out. Like we should log into our live journals and go through the little calendar on the side and pick like album release dates that we knew about and see what we wrote.
2: Oh my God. New episode coming
3: soon. Right? That's a concept. (laughs) Like I definitely know I was writing on my live journal in 2007.
2: Oh, I definitely was.
3: All right. Well, there's a concept.
2: That's that's definitely a concept. Um, I don't know. Mine's, like, still up, but I will look. Mine is up. It's just all private now. Mm. Well, I'll check through the archives and we'll get this sorted.
0: It's going to be so bad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well,
3: I think we've spoken enough. (gasps) Um, Any final thoughts?
2: Final thoughts. Well, you know, it's truly a bizarre turn of events that Lindsay returned this year amid a pandemic um, w- who knows if that will truly bring about the third studio album I hope so Here, so. um, we wish for the third album um, w- the vinyl release is spooky timed with this uh, and not yeah, sponsored not sponsored at this point we should be by Urban Outfitters vinyls
3: literally every time we do a deep dive they're going to be like surprise <laughs>
2: Some gay is listening to this and they're like,
3: you know what? We're superficial.
2: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, uh, you know, justice for Lindsay. Uh, I've always maintained that she has one of the better voices for pop. It's nice and raspy and good for pop rock. And I want more. Same. Yeah.
3: Honestly, Lindsay, please don't tell me that it's over.
2: (gasps) I love what you did there.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening and let us know. What did you think of the album? What's your favorite track? Tweet us at legends only underscore pod. We are on Instagram at legends only underscore pod. And um yeah, until uh
2: until the very last moment in time. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we need to log out.
2: We need to <laughs> be disconnected
3: oh my god
2: (laughs) all right well who's gonna hang up first all right well we will all
3: right until next week we will see you over on patreon but we'll see you here next week we will see you soon wow we love a reference
2: we really do
1: derm.com.